Welcome to The Wondering Mind, a mental health podcast. I'm your host, Emily Elizabeth. My goal with this show is to help you get out of your own head and step into your full potential. Each week, I'll either be sharing my own personal story or I'll have a guest on providing you with their insight, perspective, and story to show you that anything is possible if you work hard and put your wondering mind to it. So let's get started. Today, I have Shannon Gonter, LPCC, with me, representing Mental Health Louisville, as well as Therapy by Shannon. Shannon is a licensed professional clinical counselor here in Louisville, Kentucky, who works with young adults to help them create positive change within their life, as well as assist in finding new solutions to their unhelpful patterns. She is also the co-facilitator with Mental Health Louisville, which helps spread mental health awareness and provides resources throughout the community. So thank you for being with me today, Shannon. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Absolutely. So do you want to tell the audience just a little bit about yourself and your practice? Yeah, so I'm in private practice. Right now I'm doing predominantly online sessions with the state of the world that we're in. But usually my office is off of Goldsmith Lane in between of Newburgh and Bardstown Road, right out of the Waterson in Louisville, Kentucky. And like you said, beautifully, I do work with a lot of young adults, anyone over the age of 18. And oftentimes my clients come in feeling stuck, uh, maybe are struggling to find like a purpose in their life, feeling super stressed, maybe having some difficulties kind of saying no to others or setting boundaries. And so we really work with all of that in the session and getting them to be in a space where they feel most comfortable, you know, being their most authentic selves and being able to maintain boundaries with themselves, their loved ones, or maybe even work. And just get them overall in a space where they're just feeling more comfortable in their own skin. Oftentimes I feel like young adulthood is a time that is kind of filled with so many like positive and exciting things. And a lot of the hardships and the transitions wrapped up in young adulthood get overlooked. And so when people are struggling with anxiety, depression, substance use, or anything really that is causing something kind of unhelpful in their current life, there's a lot of shame that people feel about it because they don't feel like this is the time and space to be having these struggles. And so, yeah, I really just, I really like working with the young adult population because it's, it's just can be so impactful for the longevity of your life, opposed to feeling like, oh, I shouldn't be having these things happening. These are things that are happening to 40 year olds or 50 year olds, but it's like, no, you're a human. These things happen to everyone and no time is kind of a wrong time to start working with them. Well said. I also have another question in regards to how you got started in the mental health industry. Why did you want to become a counselor? It was kind of new news to me. I went to school originally starting out in business, then moved to education, graduated, did some elementary education work, and then went in hopes to do school counseling and then kind of evolved and transitioned into community mental health counseling. And talking to my mom and kind of reviewing my childhood seems like that's something that was always kind of destined in my future, which would have been very helpful to know probably while I was switching majors and doing things throughout college. But the journey, of course, led me here. And I really, I really do enjoy it. I think as a lot of counselors will say that some of it is a little bit personality based, maybe they've always kind of been that person in other people's lives, whether it be friends or family that people go to. Um, usually we're pretty good listeners. We have, you know, empathy for a lot of other people's situations. And we've also been 
through life ourselves and have our own mental health as humans. We all have that in common. And so being able to use our own stories and our own growth in the room to be able to appropriately assist other people seeing that growth and healing as well. I love that you wanted to do school counseling because that's something that I feel a lot of schools are lacking and that they really need. But I also think what you're doing now is just as important. And there are so many great school counselors out there and hopefully, you know, the systems and the resources can kind of get behind them as well so they can be supported to do the really important work that, you know, they already are doing. So let's dive into a mental health Louisville organization and talk a little bit about that. So I said in the little intro about you that you are a co-facilitator and that's along with Amanda Villavisas, correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So why don't you tell us a little bit about Mental Health Louisville and what the organization provides for the community? Yeah, Mental Health Louisville is something that I'm really excited about. I got brought in about a year ago. It's something Amanda started back in 2018 in hopes to normalize mental health events and destigmatize mental health um, and kind of all the wellness type things surrounding it in our Louisville community. It did start in just as kind of like a mental health month. And since then, it's evolved into what it is today, which is really trying to be the mental health and kind of mental wellness hub for our Louisville community. And so we help organize and plan and promote mental health workshops, and we provide stigma-free education. And so that, of course, includes mental health therapy, psychology, but also going into nutritionists and fitness and acupuncture and energy work and kind of the whole encompassing mental wellness space. And so it's been something that's just evolved so quickly. Of course, this year, we could not do our typical month long of events in May with it being right after coronavirus hit. We've had a lot of transitions and a lot of time over this year to evolve and grow into something that we, we are today and hope to get bigger in the future. But yeah, we have resources on our site, we have events, we have education, we have ways for you to get involved and donate and shop our swag. And so it's just something that's been super exciting to watch grow and excited to be a part of it. Yeah, I actually found you guys a couple of months ago and reached out to Amanda and we chatted and I also mentioned you and Mental Health Wolf and a couple other organizations in a, I think my third episode. Um, So it's really cool that it's come back around and now we're actually doing an interview together. So the whole purpose of Mental Health Louisville is basically to provide resources and education through events and different social media outlets to allow people in the community to like know that there's stuff out there for them that they may not have realized. So why is it so important to spread awareness and provide these free resources for our community? Well, I think one part of our idea is to have it all in one central location because go on Google and search mental wellness or mental health in Louisville and you're going to get a lot of things. And it can be really overwhelming, even just if you're trying to find, I mean, honestly, anything. If you're trying to find a restaurant to eat, like it's very overwhelming searching through everything and doing all that stuff, let alone if we're talking about something in regards to mental health or mental wellness there's already going to be some barriers in your way. And unfortunately, in our mental health system, there's going to be a lot more barriers for certain populations. And so we want to make it super easy for everything to be in one space. You can come to mentalhealthloop.com and you can find everything from an event to a therapist to someone who does Reiki to a podcast. 
to a blog. I mean, we've got it all. And so we want to create that all-encompassing, easy environment for people and also make it cool. It doesn't have to be like mental, <laughs> I guess, like serious mental health crisis stabilization type thing. Like, again, we're humans. We all have mental health. We're all living great lives and maybe just want to live them with a little bit more ease. And so we really try to make the site very interactive. Our events are all inclusive to all populations, all ages, and just really being able to meet people where they're at. And so maybe that means we're meeting people where they're at, at their favorite restaurant, who happens to be donating proceeds to our nonprofit or to another nonprofit benefiting a mental health organization. Or maybe that means we're meeting you at your workout class because we can't forget our bodies and the way that mental wellness shows up in our lives. Or maybe we're meeting you in the therapy room. So there's so many ways to interact with people and we want to meet them where they're at so we can connect with them, we can mobilize, we can educate in hopes of destigmatizing and debunking this mental health world. Because frankly, <laughs> the psychology field hasn't done a very good job at debunking mental health on its own. So we feel, you know, as therapists and as working with other mental health agencies and nonprofits that like, we need to give this a shot for the benefit of our community and the benefit for ourselves and future generations. I really like that you said how, you know, you want to make it feel all inclusive and you don't want it to seem like people can only go to look for these resources if they're in a crisis. I think that's where a lot of the stigma comes from when it, especially when it comes to therapy is that mm -hmm. people feel like their quote unquote issues are not enough. They're not dire enough. So therefore they're going to shy away from going to therapy. They're going to shy away from looking up different resources to get help. It, it doesn't necessarily have to be life or death. It can just be an intrusion in your life that is upsetting you enough and disrupting your daily life enough to where you need to get assistance in working through it. Cause mm -hmm. like you said, we're all human. You know, we all, every single person has a mind, we have a brain, mm -hmm. so we have mental health. And I think mental health Louisville by making it more accommodating and easier for people to come together and discuss and educate and look up things on their own and not feel so overwhelmed will be honestly a game changer for a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. And all the resources right now that we do have on our site are from either Louisville local therapists or professionals in the field. If not from Louisville, definitely from Kentucky. So we're trying to keep it very inclusive in that space as well to where you don't hop on our site and read a blog or see a video from a national person who happens to be in New York and you can't even utilize their services. So we really want to make sure that, of course, we're making it helpful for our Louisville community because that's where we live. But we also really want to help out the professionals out there to be able to have a space to reach a wider audience with their content to list them on our resource guide. I mean, we just have so many resources out there that are again, so scattered everywhere. We're just trying to make it easier by having them all in one space. So our community can navigate them easier, um, whether it be for themselves, or maybe they're looking for something for their friend or kid or grandma, whoever it may be. Again, we just really want to create that ease in people's lives because lives are already hard enough. <laughs> we don't need more difficult things on our plate. Exactly. What do you think that our community here in Louisville really needs to begin to improve on? 
in regards to mental health and resources and education and including stuff in events aside from mental health Louisville like what do you think Louisville as a whole has not really lived up to yet? I think connection is the first thing that comes to mind. I think if we look at it on a micro level it's so easy to stay in our bubbles, do our things, do life, go to sleep, repeat and we connect with who we do connect with but sometimes we don't always think about kind of going out of our way to connect with others. Um, and then on a macro level, the city is pretty segregated. And I think we need to be able to, whether it's putting ourselves in an uncomfortable space, driving an extra 10 minutes or whatever it may be, like connect with other parts of town or connect with other people that don't look like you. Just really being able to normalize that like, just because you live in this area of town or you look like this does not mean you can't go other places. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think connection is just a, a powerful word in my life and just really understanding the impact that you can have on someone else or the impact that someone else can have on you just through a very simple connection of a smile or a text or buying something from, you know, a local store. You know, it just, it can be really powerful in lots of different ways. I think in regards to a lot of the minority communities too, I think stigma around mental health is even more prominent because I feel as though due to certain systemic circumstances, those communities were not given the proper opportunities to go to therapy, to get certain types of medication or go see certain types of doctors. So again, I think the what you said in regards to networking and community and communication and getting out of your comfort zone and really striving to meet the needs of everybody regardless of where they live what they look like what their financial situation is and trying to help them in any way that we can is ideal and again like you said just a simple smile to whomever like you never know what somebody's going through we're mm -hmm. all dealing with our own demons every single day hopefully your organization along with a couple others here in Louisville can really get to a place where it becomes the major hub and people start to talk about it. And like you said, when events start happening again, I really hope that you all are able to be at almost every single one and normalize it, you know, like, Oh, like we expect mental health tents to be there. You know, I do know that the, some of the protests I've seen that they have had therapists there, which is amazing. Yeah, there's a couple local agencies and groups down there at the demonstrations for on-site kind of crisis stabilization or counseling. On our site, we also have a list of crisis counselors that are available for reduced rate sessions and or pro bono sessions, just because we're in the middle of a global crisis and we've got some pretty terrible systemic crises going on as well. And so we want to be able, to, again, to provide that ease where like, if you've seen some shit or you've been going through shit this past week and or your entire life, we want to provide those services to either have a safe space to talk about it or get you connected to other services that will meet your needs, whatever they may be. So why do you think it is so crucial for people to, or organizations like Mental Health Louisville to provide resources and have a place at events? One of the main reasons I think it's so important is Part of what you had said earlier is like, expect us to be there, expect there to be 
something around mental health, whether, whether it be a tent or whether it be someone getting up and sharing their story or whether it be, again, donating or volunteering time or money, expect that to be at an event, whether it's a restaurant, a concert, or it's a very, very focused mental health specific event. Because wherever you go, whatever you're doing, you're bringing your mental health to the game as well. And so I think along with that normalization and the connection that like, again, wherever you're showing up, you're bringing that part of you with you. And a lot of us get very good at leaving <laughs> that part of us at home and being like, well, I'm out. So I'm going to act a certain type of way. I'm going to put on this mask and I'm going to do this thing. But we want to get to a space where we don't have to do that. You don't have to wear those masks. It can get really exhausting. And so if there is a safe space at each event, then it really can spread like wildfire throughout the event and make people feel welcomed. Again, even at like very typically non-related mental health and wellness events, it can just be something that's really powerful to know that like, oh, this is an event or this is a business that sponsors a mental health agency. There's going to be some assumptions made about that and they're going to be good ones. I completely agree. And that's a good way to normalize it. Just showing up wherever you can. So people know like, this is a thing now. <laughs> it will always be a thing and it's a safe place. If you're able to go kind of on our site or follow our social media, you'll see that we have a range of events, whether it be a lot of them, of course, being virtual right now, but there's things about writing on there because that's a huge space for expression for your mental wellness. There's new moon circles, there's park walks, there's very specific therapy work that can be done in different groups, but there's also like summer pop-up workouts. So it's a huge range of things, again, because we're trying to encompass the whole person and the whole person includes your body and your mind and your sensations. So really just trying to kind of touch all bases on that. And of course, yes, life does look different when we're able to do more in-person events and we do hope to have a wider presence within our community in the future. But for now, we've got to work with what we got and what we got is virtual. I love it. I love that you all are taking it virtual though and you're not stopping. You're, you know, rather than retreating and planning, you're still out there and showing up and providing this for the community. We have something really exciting coming up in October. We're going to do a week-long free summit for the community. And so we're going to have all types of mental health and wellness professionals getting together to put on panels and discussions and talks and presentations and dances and workouts and all things for all ages. And we'll essentially have a topic each day. We'll release the topic before so you kind of know what you're getting into. And we're just going to be able to provide lots of fantastic free content to the community that will be recorded that you can watch at a later date or you can attend the sessions live. But it's something that we're really excited about. And as a kickoff event, we are working with the Pete Foundation. They're having their event over the weekend. And then NAMI Louisville is also having their annual event at the end of that week as well. So we're just kind of grouping everything together and making a super fun safe, free, virtual event for everyone. I'm excited. I can't wait for that. That'll be great. Yeah, the information on it will be coming out soon. So definitely keep your eyes and ears open. So what are uh, some other ways that people within the community can get involved with Mental Health Louisville? So for community members, we have a whole entire page dedicated to them on our site to see how they can get involved. 
I think most interesting and most fun way, of course, is to attend some of the in-person or virtual events that focus on and help kind of stomp that mental health stigma out of Louisville. You can definitely follow us on Instagram or on Facebook, or we have a subscribe button on our site that you can get some emails through. And then just share our content with whether it be just yourself and just for your eyes and ears or with your loved ones or with your friends or with, you know, sharing them with your social media crowd as well. And of course, learning. So we have, like I mentioned before, tons of blogs and videos and resources on our site, but just taking that time to learn and read about the topics. I mean, we've got topics ranging from like jealousy to the benefits of other wellness modalities and so many more listen to podcasts such as this one, <laughs> you know, really just trying to branch out and being able to support that healthy living and caring for your overall mental well-being. And then as I discussed a little bit before, like connecting on a micro or a macro level. So with that micro level, I really encourage community members to get to know yourself and your inner workings a little bit more whether it be through education or exploration or being with a trained professional to do that. We have tons of resources on our site to be able to create that safe space to even kind of hypothesize on what that even looks like to get to know yourself a little bit more. And then on that macro level, being able to connect with community agencies, connect with different apps and technology that are gonna assist you in navigating this very tricky thing that we all like to call life. And through that connection with the macro level, definitely talking about it. So sharing your experience. And again, maybe that just means with yourself, thinking about your own lived experience in your head, journaling about it, making a podcast and talking about it. I mean, just share your experience and spread the word to really rid the stigma of mental health and to just normalize it just as all other types of wellness are. We don't typically have a hard time talking about going to the dentist or going to the doctor or even going to a dietitian. For some reason, if we go to a therapist, people are like, huh, what's up? We want to rid that. Going to a therapist or doing something mental health focused is the same as any other professional. So just really talking about that, of course, is going to normalize it. And then just kind of being open to being curious and exploring. I think that's probably the first I always like to say first and last space because we never want to stop exploring or being curious, but just allowing yourself to explore new things. So maybe like I kind of mentioned before, getting uncomfortable, finding safety in different spaces, creating a community where you can kind of smile and grow is very vital to success, but also to growth because if we don't feel safe, we're not going to be able to really even think about <laughs> what growth and change looks like in the future. Yeah, I think that's really important. Being able to share your story, I think is honestly one of the most liberating things you can do, but it's also the hardest thing to be able to do. But I like that you said, even just to yourself, mm -hmm. just recognizing being self-aware enough to own up to what you're going through, I think then opens other doors for you to take the other necessary steps as well. Yeah, yeah of course. And knowing that you don't have to do it all alone. I mean, even as a mental health professional with lots of experience, lots of education and lots of degrees, I don't do it by myself. I have my own therapist. And so the responsibility and the pressure that you put on yourself to do it all, all the time is most of the time pretty detrimental to your overall health. And so 
if you get to certain spaces where you're feeling stuck, you're feeling overwhelmed, you're getting such signals from your body that like, I shouldn't go there. Don't go there. You know, your body knows what's up. You want to trust your body, but maybe we can go there with a trained professional. Maybe we can go there and talking to our partner about things. Maybe we could go to yoga and that could release some things in our body to allow us to go there. You know, just really being open and curious to the process of like, what is going to meet our body's needs? Because the same thing is not going to work for everyone. There's unfortunately no formula or algorithm to living a healthy lifestyle, no matter how many books we read or how many titles of books there are of do this and you'll be happy. It just doesn't work for everyone. So we've really got to be curious about the process for our internal systems and what's going to work for us. And again, that's all that really matters. And so really being able to just send that grace to ourselves and also send that grace to other people that like we're all in this tricky thing we call life and we're all trying to figure it out. And so if we think we have it figured out, then maybe we could help some other people find that journey for themselves as well. I love everything you just said. That was so great. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that you opened up and were able to state like, hey, I'm a therapist and guess what? I also see a therapist. I don't know what it is. I feel like people don't realize that even the professionals, they have to take care of themselves too. Also, we're like with celebrities. People idolize these, these humans and put them on such a high pedestal and think that their life is perfect and then you know, they have it all together. It's like, one, again, you don't know what they're going through. And two, no, everyone has to take care of themselves in their own unique way, more than likely, a lot of these people as well are going to see therapists or seeking out additional resources to assist them because mm -hmm. you can't, you can't do everything on your own. And I think for the people, myself included it to a certain extent that tried to take care of it on their own made it worse. You know, it's just, it becomes too much. And for myself, I hit a wall and I was like, well, okay, time to, to seek out assistance. I just, it's, it's nice to know that there are people and organizations out there like Mental Health Oval and therapists like you who make it very known that we've got your back. You're not alone. I have all of this information, you know, for you at your fingertips. Please feel free to utilize it. Mm -hmm. so I think that's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people's healing journeys is not to keep you in those services forever. So kind of more specifically speaking from my experience and how I navigate in the room with my clients is I'm not here to keep you in therapy forever. I am here to guide you and to assist you in learning how to be your own human helper, how to be your own guide for your inner being. And so whether that be you go see a therapist for two sessions and you find out that another healing modality is more suited for you, more power to you, that's fantastic. And me as a mental health professional, very willing to assist you to navigate that and make referrals. Or maybe that means you come to me for a year or two years and you don't go to therapy again for 20 years and you come back. I mean, the healing journey is so much on a spectrum. I can't even express that and that it's your decision what you do. We just want to make it easier to have some options on the table that you can actually pick up and do something with opposed to knowing that we have full autonomy of our choices in our life and then hitting that wall and being like, well, 
I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go. I call my insurance company and they tell me this and I look online and they tell me something different and can't talk to my mom about it because she'll think this about, I mean, there's so many different barriers that can get in your way. And we just really want to assist in lifting up some of those. And we have a, a pretty simplified way of doing that on our site. If you go to our resource guide, there's lots of, lots of search criteria that you can use, whether it be kind of areas of service that you're looking for, um, the fees you want to pay, the type of person you want to see. And you can, there's tons of people in our database, but you can pull up specific therapists, agencies, crisis center, nonprofits. You're even listed on there as a resource because people can listen to you and get knowledge. So lots of directories out there, such as Therapy Den or Psychology Today or these other places that are going to pop up on Google are very much focused on the mental health and therapeutic community. We're, we're again trying to be all inclusive because that therapy journey is not going to be the first step for everyone. And so if you're looking for something to do every week that costs $20, maybe you could go to a yoga class or maybe you could listen to this resource or maybe you could do some energy work. There's lots of other ways that you can get your needs met outside of a therapist's office. But being in a therapist's office is also an option as well too. And so we want to create all the options for people and the search filters that you can use on our site just make it super easy to navigate that and see all your options in one space. So our URL is mentalhealthlou.com. So that's mental health and then lou.com. That's also our social handles on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. And most of our information, of course, is going to be on our website. And then we do update a lot of our social media uh, presence every day. One of the things we have going on social media right now that's been really exciting is our Ask Anything series. And so we're taking questions from you guys and we're getting them answered by professionals in the field. And people have been submitting super great questions already and we're posting them weekly. So if you do have a question that you want answered anonymously, just DM us and we can get that answered for you. Questions are ranging from like, why should someone go to therapy or how do I find, you know, a black therapist or what are some other ways that I can heal outside of therapy or even more specific questions on like, how do people pay for therapy? Or like, what's the point of going to a nutritionist? I mean, any question you have, we'll find a professional to answer it. So where do you see the Mental Health Wolf organization heading for the future? I think for the future of Mental Health Wolf, we, we really just hope to meet the community's needs. And so through this evolution process with coronavirus and with everything else going on, we've kind of seen that there needs to be a central hub for resources and events and education. And do strongly think that that's gonna continue being the need, but we really wanna to listen to feedback from the community on what they want to see and what they need from us as well. Cause there could be blind spots that we have. You know, we are two individuals with a couple agencies, you know, surrounding us that are working very hard to create this all-inclusive environment for mental wellness in Louisville. But we have blind spots for humans and so, we want to meet the community's needs in whatever way is possible, of course, given our resources. But for right now, what I'll say is that we're just going to continue doing what we're doing and trying to be the community hub for mental wellness resources in Louisville. And I think the evolution of that in a year, two years, or however long could look different than what it does today. And hopefully it'll look different in a way that our community is becoming more connected and more mobilized 
Well, I love what you all are doing and I really thank you for joining me today. I really enjoyed my time here and I, I really appreciate you asking us to be your guests. Absolutely. I love promoting and supporting and I think anything in the mental health realm, especially in Louisville, we can help each other spread awareness, I think is ideal and the way to go. So and yeah, you. and the platform that you have has just been really great too, you know, being able to see your social media presence grow and being able to just have a podcast platform is amazing. I literally listen to podcasts all day, every day. And it's such an easy platform to be able to do while you're cleaning or driving or getting ready. It's just great that you're doing this. Thank you. I appreciate it. And for the listeners to be able to follow you on social media, what's your handle? Yeah. So I have um, an Instagram and Facebook presence at Therapy by Shannon for my private practice. And of course, as I mentioned before, Mental Health Woo has their social media presence. And then for mental health and wellness providers, I have a handle that is Be Mindful Louisville. And individuals can follow that for all sorts of kind of resources, more so for the mental health and wellness providers in our community. Well, again, thank you so much for joining me today, Shannon. It was a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you. And thank you to the listeners for tuning in. Stay tuned for another episode of the Wondering Mind podcast coming soon. Thank you for listening to the Wondering Mind podcast. We really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you wouldn't mind just taking a few moments and leaving us a review, letting us know what you think of the podcast. Also, feel free to follow us on Instagram at the Wondering Mind Podcast and on Twitter at TWM Podcast. <laughs>